It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 752, Refusing a Gift from Your Past Self by Anthony Ungaro of BreakTheTwitch.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, usually, where I get permission from the authors of the best blogs I can find on personal development, minimalism, productivity, anything that I think will help you live a more meaningful life. And then I simply read their content for free. Happy New Year, welcome to 2018. And in celebration of that, along with 750 episodes of this podcast, can't believe it, I'm doing something special. I got a yes from a brand new author so that I can read his content right here on the show. He's been recommended by you, the listener, before, but also by Kate Flanders, an author I narrate regularly here, so I had to reach out. But to make it extra special, he agreed to narrate his own article for this very first episode of his, and first episode of the new year, and that is none other than Anthony Ungaro of Break the Twitch. Do visit him online and also check out his new book, appropriately titled Break the Twitch. It's on Amazon, also at breakthetwitch.com book. This is a great way to support him, especially since I'll be narrating his posts in the future. And I'll tell you a little bit more about him at the end. So for now, here he is narrating his own content and with a little outro for you as we optimize your life. Refusing a Gift from Your Past Self by Anthony Ungaro of Break the Twitch. Recently, I attended a conference in Boise, Idaho called Craft and Commerce. It was put on by my friend Nathan Berry and his company ConvertKit. There were so many amazing speakers there and even a final keynote from the marketing oracle himself, Seth Godin. I'd read many of his books and I heard him on the Tim Ferriss podcast. I found many of his thoughts and ideas to be quite profound. But it wasn't his keynote speech that provided me with one of the best takeaways of the entire weekend. During a Q&A session that Seth held earlier in the afternoon, a woman asked a question regarding a project that she had worked on for quite some time. She was emotionally invested in it, but it wasn't going as she wanted it to. She had long ago grown tired of it and didn't want to work on the project anymore. But she didn't feel like she could give up on the project because she had invested just so much time and energy up to that point. In response, Seth spoke about the fallacy of sunk costs, the idea that our decisions are tainted by the emotional investments we accumulate, and the more we invest in something, the harder it becomes to abandon. Even though we want to do something else, our gut might be telling us to go in a different direction, to simply let it go, we struggle to do it. He then explained it this way. Everything you own, all of the clothing in your closet, your academic achievements, and beyond, is simply a gift. It is a gift that your past self is giving to your present self, and it is up to you to decide whether you want that gift today. It is as simple as that. You owe your past self nothing other than the consideration of whether these gifts are helpful in the here and the now as you go forward with your life. You may have bought that shirt when it fit better when you loved how it looked on you. Now, it's been through a few too many spin cycles and sits unused. The shirt might have been incredibly expensive. It might have been super meaningful for you to purchase at the time, but it is still simply a gift from your past self. What if someone gave you that shirt today in its current condition in your current life? If you had no prior attachment to it, would you still hold on to it anyway? Probably not, right? This narrative is perfectly reflected in the story of how until recently I had so many credit cards that I didn't even use. For the past few years, I had about 12 or more credit cards. That's not one or two, it's 
12, and this didn't happen by accident either. A few years ago, I was introduced to travel hacking, using credit card bonuses and deals to travel for free or very cheaply, and I really got into it. At the time, my wife Amy and I were both full-time freelancers and had a lot of flexibility with our schedules, but not a lot of extra money. By signing up for credit cards with huge bonuses, I was able to get the Southwest Companion Pass, which allowed Amy to fly free with me on every Southwest flight for over a year and a half. I got us free flights on Delta and American Airlines, eventually totaling hundreds of thousands of frequent flyer miles. It was travel hacking that allowed me to go to Honduras in 2015 to help my friend Joshua Becker start his nonprofit called The Hope Effect. I could continue naming the benefits, but I think you get the point. Having all of these credit cards really was a beneficial thing for us. Until recently. The bonuses were long past gone, and they simply weren't serving any purpose other than complicating my financial life. Every month I'd have to check each one off my to-do list, double-check that there were no balances on them, remembering the due dates, and so on. Some of them even had annual fees that I was paying out of pocket. It's strange to think about having an emotional attachment to a piece of plastic provided by a bank, but I certainly felt it. All of these cards were the things that enabled so many cool experiences, and I was feeling very resistant to canceling them. In addition to that, I had heard that my credit score might drop if I canceled them. Apparently, the credit companies like to see a portfolio of credit lines. But I decided that I am not a credit card portfolio manager, and it was time to let them go. I'm happy to report that canceling all of my inactive cards had little effect on my credit, and my financial life has simplified substantially. Looking back, I wish I had done it sooner, but it's only easy to see why now that it's done. Seth Godin's explanation of the things we own just being gifts from our past selves really did change my perspective about the stuff in my life. Knowing that the effort our past selves used to acquire and own all of those things is refreshing. The best part is that our past self that did the work is now gone. That person no longer exists. There is only your present self, which brings up the next question. What gift is your present self preparing to give your future self? If everything we acquire in the past is only a gift from our past selves to our present selves, then it should be thought that the things we acquire and the work we do today will only be a gift to our future selves. Perhaps with this framework of thinking, we can find more clarity on what gifts our future selves will actually want to receive. While there's nothing wrong with doing something for yourself in the present moment, allow the perspective of your future self receiving whatever it is you're about to do or purchase and ask if it's something future you might actually want. You may be surprised at what answer you find. You just listened to the post titled Refusing a Gift from Your Past Self by Anthony Ungaro on BreakTheTwitch.com. I selected this post because as we enter a new year, I think it's time to really assess the things in our lives that we are holding on to only because we had invested time or energy into those things in the past. You may have heard the phrase that we are only this moment. There is no past, there is no future, we only have the now. And that's an incredibly powerful thing, because it means we constantly get to choose who we want to be, what matters most to us, and how we want to set our course for the future. Now, that doesn't mean that we should ignore the past completely, because 
Our past makes up our collective experience and the things that we can sort of intuitively use to move forward. But it does mean that we no longer have to let those things hold us down. Things that we are emotionally invested in, things that no longer serve us or the people we love, it can be let go and we can move forward. Thank you so much to Anthony for first letting me narrate his content in the future here on this show, but also taking the time to make this recording just for you. He did this just for this podcast, which is awesome. Now you know what he sounds like. And you can see what he looks like because he has a TEDx video on his site in the About section. And while you're there, check out his brand new book called Break the Twitch. You can find all of this at breakthetwitch.com. The site came about because he and his wife were exploring intentional living, then found minimalism and started designing their lives from there and realized how purchases were often more of a twitch than actual intentional action. So Break the Twitch is all about minimizing distractions and doing more of what really matters which is pretty much what this podcast is all about, so it's gonna be a great fit, and I'm excited to get to narrate his blog for you. Thank you again, Anthony, and thank you for listening. The fun will continue tomorrow because I'm gonna have another special someone narrate content for you. This will be different because she's not narrating her own content, but a regular author's actually. So with that, have a great rest of your day, and I'm gonna see you tomorrow for another special episode where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.